the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. That's right, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, your happy host. It's another Saturday afternoon here in Southern California. And I have a great guest. See, I'm, I'm from Redlands, California, but I have a great guest here. From Redding, California. Now, the people get those two cities confused all the time. Oh, you're from Redding. No, I'm not from Redding. But Sheriff Basenko, Shasta City, Shasta County Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Basenko is from Redding. He's here on the line. He's very active in the Second Amendment uh, defense for you at the state level and um, legally uh, with filing several lawsuits to try and improve your Second Amendment right defense. So, Sheriff Basenko, thank you very much for joining us on the show. It's a pleasure. Glad to be here. Yeah, th- you know what? Just let me start this off right off the bat. Thank you for what you're doing because these are these are hours outside the office that take up these in order for you to accomplish these things. It's taken up family time, it's taken up personal time, it's taken up money, resources, and you are fighting the fight and putting your money, your time, your effort, your treasure and your talents where they need to go. So on behalf of everybody else here in Southern California who should be saying thank you to you, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, thank you for your efforts. I know they're paying off well. Well, thank you very much. I look at it as just part of my job. Uh, When I became a deputy sheriff 37 years ago, and then when I became sheriff in 2006, I looked at it as part of my job. I took an oath, and that oath includes to support and defend the Constitution of the United States and our Constitution of California. And I take that job seriously and work very hard to protect our Second Amendment rights. You know, that, that is an oath. I took that oath also when I was sworn on to the search and rescue team for San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. But that's an oath that also all of our state legislators and our governor take, isn't it? The governor, uh, public officials, whether they're elected or appointed, uh, members of our state legislature, members of our federal legislature, congressmen and senators, and the president. Uh, all take that oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And shouldn't there be a penalty if they fail? <laughs> there <laughs> there should be. Because, take them from uh, office. As you know, there's a, a lot, a lot of uh, anti-gun um, legislators, both at federal and state le- uh, levels. Uh, they don't protect the Constitution, and uh, they they are definitely not protecting the Second Amendment. They're making many times criminals out of otherwise law-abiding citizens with some of these laws. That's right. So, you know, one of the things that we're going to get to, uh, a little bit ahead of myself right now, we're going to get into what's going on at the state capitol. We're going to get into what Gavin Newsom has been up to. Um, 
and some of the things we're going to have to fight and fight hard this fall. Once again, guys, every year when this legislator goes into legislation, legislators go into session, they come up with some of these dream bills for themselves. They pass them all through because it's a one party system up there and we have to fight them. That's if you're living in California, you have to fight and we're going to have another battle. And there's a number of ways that people can do that. It is so important to email, call, or write to the legislators or to the authors of some of these bills. Uh, It is important to vote, of course, and make sure, encourage others to vote, and then also be informed of all these bills. And there's a number of different uh, organizations that you can stay informed with of, of what's going on in Sacramento and at the federal level. All right. And if you're not a member of the NRA, shame on you. If you're not a member of the California Rifle Pistol Association, shame on you. Those are the, those would be the first and second choice. And then mm-hmm. uh, from there, there's other other ways you can help and be involved, but you should be in, a member of there. Um, let me give a shout out real quick here. I have a buddy of mine who, uh, Falcon Operating at Falcon Operators, they are a training group down here in Southern California, and uh, Anson Beck uh, just announced he's he's my shooting partner. We're going out doing the Vortex Challenge, Extreme Challenge in August together. We did it last year also. But uh, on May 28th and 29th, he's having his pistol 1.0 and his carbine 1.0. So for those of you who just finally got your first Glocks or Shields or whatever it is that you have, You want to have an active course training, this is where you want to go. You should be proficient with your firearm as far as knowing which end the pointy end is and being safe. But over and above that, these guys will help you out and teach you how to remain on target um, in a safe manner, in a consistent manner. It's absolutely awesome. He's got his pistol and his carbine on May 28th, 29th. Tell him you heard about it on Firing Line Radio Show and tell him I said he needs to give you a discount. But that's May 28th, 29th. Uh, falconops.net is their website you can see more on their facebook page also but uh, go see hollywood he'll have a great show a great show <laughs> it's kind of like a show but <laughs> you'll have a great training event high energy and a lot of fun and you're going to learn a lot so check those guys out so let me jump right back here into news of the day uh sheriff Pasenko, if i can folks for those of you just joining us we're here with uh, Shasta County Sheriff Sheriff Basenko, and he is a great Second Amendment warrior in addition to fighting crime every day. A couple of news stories happened. One of them was from the Huffington Post. Now, this is an essay, but as we have seen before, a lot of times essays try and lead public opinion. They're kind of like the trial balloons, if you will. But in a recent Huffington Post essay, the writer, his name is Kermie, as in Kermie, 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 Kermie. Uh, Jeremy Kermie. Anyway, he says that shooting attackers in self-defense is unconstitutional because you are denying the criminals their right to a fair trial. Sheriff Pasenko, I'm going to leave this with you. That is uh, perhaps one of the more absurd um, statements I've heard. You know, some of these decisions need to be made in a split-second life-and-death decisions of both officers protecting themselves or others or uh, homeowners or citizens who are out and about and believe that their life is in danger or their or imminent death is is about there and if they didn't they would become victims and likely um, be killed and so um, the law states in in many in in general in many states throughout the uh, United States that 
persons can defend themselves uh, and prevent uh, harm and or death to themselves or others. And so that's just, just ludicrous of, of, hey, you need to wait or not use lethal force against somebody. But his point is, uh, assumes that a violent criminal's right to a fair trial supersedes the victim's right to life itself. And here's the issue is you and I deal in a world of black and white. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. It's obvious to us, right? We're adults. Mm-hmm. We, we, have, we have that capacity. But there are people out there who blend the colors. And what I mean by that is it's right if you can argue it to 12 idiots on a panel who agree with you. If you can sell, sell it to the lowest common denominator of post office workers on the jury panel, therefore it's correct and it's right. And it's your job to sell those 12 people whatever line of crap you want to get your person off. That, that line of legal thinking, they say this is what you're supposed to do as an attorney. This is your job is to do whatever it takes to get them off. I thought your job as an attorney was to do whatever it took to give them a fair trial, but the fact should never be altered, slandered, or, or hidden. And that's not what we see. And this is, this is somebody who's trying to kind of give a heads up, hey, try this as a defense. Well, well in, in criminal law, uh, the defense attorneys are supposed to protect the constitutional rights of the defendant. Supposed and to. Sometimes that does get blurred, uh, but also... Um, they are, are are supposed to tell the truth. Sometimes they, they may definitely stretch the truth there. But they don't have to convince 12 jurors uh, to vote not guilty. All they have to do yeah, is present reasonable doubt and convince one person that perhaps uh, this didn't occur. And then, of course, you end up with a, a hung jury. Or if they if they do convince 12 people that it's not guilty... Uh, then the person uh, walks. So basically, all he needs is an 8% success rate, and uh, and he's golden. Hey, let me just r- throw this out here to you. Also, 20,000 illegals with criminal convictions released into the U.S. from Homeland Security in 2015. Among those, more than 200 homicide and manslaughter convictions. They were not even... They were not even um, kicked out of the country. They just released into our communities. I want you to touch on that and... On the Manson disciple, Leslie Van Houten, being granted parole after she's been given the death sentence. Where are we, my friend? It, it's a, a sad state of affairs. You see um, drug, drug dealers and traffickers being released from federal prison uh, by, by order of the president. And those aren't light, light level. Those are high level drug dealers. And they had 80, I think 40 or 80 kilos of coke. Right, and he was and some, pardoned. Pardoned by Obama. Some have a violent past associated with him, with them, or with uh, gang members or organized crime, and then they're released back into society. You know, hold that then, thought. I want you to hold that thought. We have to, I'm sorry, I asked you that question right break. before a hard break. Yeah, I apologize for that. But uh, obviously, you've done radio before, so. <laughs> You know what's coming. <laughs> Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, we'll pick this up with Sheriff Basenko. We're talking about the, the flood of crime on our streets, what we need to do about it, and how we need to fight back at the state level for your Second Amendment rights. Right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials 
to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! That's right, folks. You know, every week we're out here talking about the Second Amendment, your rights, how to defend them, good ideas about hunting, tactical, so forth, and our faithful companion in the battle to uphold your Second Amendment rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns, Ammo, and Riverside. Vince wants to wish all of the moms Happy Mother's Day, and if your mom's not armed for protection or recreation, shame on you. If she's not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to take her for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammos, accessories, and much more. After you purchase that firearm for mom, Vince and I highly recommend you have her attend a certified firearm safety and training course that will teach her the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential for the safe, efficient use of that firearm. For more information about their certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit the website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. You know, folks, this is Philip Naiman here with Sheriff Basenko from Shasta County. He's out there fighting the good fight for you. And just as we went to our last break there, I, I... made a mistake. I asked him a great question, a long question with one minute left. So I apologize for that. But one of the things we're talking about is what are we facing here in our in our states when we have 20,000 illegal aliens with criminal history, not not suspicions, but convictions and have done time, 200 murderers and manslaughterers released into our communities when we have a parole board who says that the Manson disciple, Leslie Van Houten, and they already paroled or offered parole to another guy, one of Manson's followers a few months back, these people were given the death sentence and now they're out there trying to be paroled. Can you speak to that for just a minute? Well, I think it goes to making our streets, our communities more dangerous and sometimes they already are um, releasing these uh, drug dealers and traffickers out. We see it in California with Assembly Bill 109, the prison realignment 
uh, yeah. act. How's that working out? Yeah, it's not. It's uh, increasing crime. Prop 47 that was voted in by the voters. Yeah, how's that uh, one doing? To reduce misdemeanors, or excuse me, reduce felonies to misdemeanors, mainly on drug and property crimes. And then as such, crime has shot up again, all at a time when law enforcement is probably at an all-time low due to, due to the recession and cuts. And then uh, crime is up, violence is up, and uh, then they're still wanting to, the governor is proposing an initiative that would release even more people from state prison. Now, this is the same, these are the same people who last week on my show were trying to give $5 million to the Davis University for anti-gun prevention studies. So they're saying we have a surplus in the state, let's spend it. But they're not spending it keeping the bad guys locked up. That's absolutely that's, criminal. That's, that's exactly right. And under that piece of legislation, if it goes through, uh, the person, the professor, professor that would be leading that study, Gavin Wintermute. Yes, he's an anti-gunner. So already, I would say that the study is skewed and biased by having an anti-gunner lead it. It is definitely not neutral. And there's already a ton of information out there that has been conducted and reviewed and studied. Uh, by John Lott, and he's right. written a number of publications. Scientific on ones. <laughs> scientific ones, but the anti-gunners, of course, don't want to hear that. Right. Okay, so let's let's touch base here about the anti-gunners, what they're doing. Let's give a quick rundown of what's going on here in California. Well, I'll, cover some, I'll cover some of the stuff at the state legislature. There's a number of bills. One would reclassify regular semi-automatic centerfire rifles uh, that have um, a detachable magazine, uh, to a, that uh, could have uh, more than 10 rounds that could uh, make them assault weapons under the definition of California law. And so that for those people that would have maybe a Ruger Mini-14 or a, a Marlin Camp rifle or a simple Remington 742. Uh, 742, all of those are just common sporting rifles used in hunting, and those would now become, if this becomes law, would become a registrable assault rifle. Or, now, and, and assault rifles, when you look at the FBI statistics, right, less than, what, 316 deaths a year were caused, and the last numbers I looked at were caused by assault rifles, what they classified as assault rifles, right. and over 500 were caused by hammers. So Correct. do we need a 10-day cooling-off period to shop at Home Depot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it depends. Depending on the size of that hammer, uh, like if it was a 24-ounce framing hammer. Oh, no that, one needs a 24-ounce Would that become hammer. a large-capacity yeah, hammer? Yeah, no, nobody needs 24 ounces. Everybody knows that. Right. right. So um, For hunting deer, you don't need 24 ounces of hammer. Time and time again, it's, it's shown that uh, gun control does not control criminals. It controls the law-abiding citizen and actually makes the law-abiding citizen uh, at more risk for harm. Well, what's the definition of a criminal? Somebody who doesn't abide by the laws, right? Right. Uh, by their very nature, these criminals, their culture has been time and time again proven. Career criminals, they're not going to comply with the law. In Los Angeles, they made a, a standard capacity magazine, those that hold more than, than 10 rounds, against the law. And people were supposed to destroy them, turn them into law enforcement, move them out of the state. Uh, and how many got turned in? Three. Uh, la uh, first I knew, within the first two weeks of the ordinance, zero. 
and San Francisco well, I, and I San Diego have similar I have, ordinances. I would have thought that the state legislators and the city attorney would have turned in theirs. I guess they didn't uh, even turn in theirs either. Yeah. And so as a result of that, myself, 28 other sheriffs in the state of California, uh, and some individuals are suing the city of Los Angeles for that ordinance, basically because it preempts state law. Because... Uh, Magazines that hold more than 10 rounds, uh, pre-banned magazines, are legal in California. And so they're trying to preempt state law. Now, is it simply a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds, or is it a magazine for an, uh, a semi-automatic? Uh, it's a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. Uh, most of those go into a, um, a semi-automatic. There are a few bolt-action rifles right. that, that have a uh, detachable magazine. So, um, but so it did, even for it those, just, it, it said magazines, and so if it's a detachable magazine, sometimes those can go into a, a bolt action, but right. uh, it would restrict those. And so that's still pending through through the courts that we're going uh, with it, moving forward with it. A number of years ago, with an Assembly Bill 962, they tried to restrict ammunition. Uh, that was defeated, and uh, then they're seeing it come forward here. Another bill that moves forward is to. Uh, basically amend the definition of assault weapon to include those uh, post-ban guns with a, a bullet button and make them an assault weapon. When that is separate from the one that with a detachable box magazine making everything that else is, an assault uh, weapon. That is. That's uh, AB 1663 was the first one I spoke about, and this is uh, AB 1664. Uh, the other one that if you have an 80% lower, um, it would be required to have a, a serial number on it. Uh, right now you can, you can manufacture a, uh, a firearm. And it's not required to have a serial number, but if and you can't ever sell it or anything, that would uh, make that um, change that law. And now, Uh, isn't that under the 1968 Gun Control Act? uh, It was under the Gun Control Act, yes. And so, uh, so it's federal their own mark onto it. Federal law states that you can manufacture for your own personal use a firearm. That's correct. And now the state is trying to say no, you can't. So, wouldn't there be a conflict between state law and federal law at that point? Yes, generally it's supposed to be under the rules, under the law, that federal law preempts state law. And state law, it can be more restrictive than federal law if federal law does not... um, Specifically address it, it. but it is specifically addressed. And again, we're we're in the... the 10th and 14th Amendments allow allow changes to, um, for the states. Now, we're under the People's Republic of Occupied California, so the Constitution, you have no power here. Well, it's just like that movie with Narnia. California is among one of the states uh, that has some of the most restrictive gun laws in the nation. Uh, Illinois is another one. New York is another one. I know it's not a state, but the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., is very restrictive on firearms. And all of them have zero murder rates. Yeah, right. Uh, Chicago is a war zone. Look at Oakland. Um, all of those states have very high uh, rates of gun violence, and it goes back to show you that um, laws do not impact the criminals. Yeah, now, yeah. what did work is back in the late 1990s was a federal uh, project called Project Exile, and it was in Richmond, Virginia. And what they did there was criminals that were found using a gun in commission of crime or in possession of a a gun uh, illegally, uh, they were prosecuted under federal law, received uh, harsh punishments, and were locked up in federal prisons. What happened in Richmond? Crime rate went down, gun-related crimes went down, 
but they went up in surrounding communities that were still using state law to enforce it. And that's exactly, that's the Mothers Against Drunk Driving model. You make the penalty for that action so severe, it's not worth doing it. Folks, this is Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Naiman, I'm here with Sheriff Pasenko. We're going to get to the nuisance initiative and what Gavin Nuisance has been up to here right after this. Um, Sheriff Pasenko, hope you hold on. We'll be right back. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of the Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Mulan Labe Saturday, folks. Hey, this is Philip Naiman. I'm here with Sheriff Basenko, the Shasta County Sheriff. Now, I'm in San Bernardino County down here. So I have Sheriff McMahon, and, and those of you in Riverside County, we have Sheriff Sniff. So we are we are already blessed with great sheriffs. Shasta County always already is too. But if you ever want to come down here, Sheriff Pasenko, and take over L.A. County, they could use your help. Well, you know, I, I know personally know uh, Sheriff McMahon and Sheriff Sniff, and they are strong Second Amendment supporters. Uh, they've been uh, right shoulder to shoulder with me on standing on some of these issues as well. So I, I commend them, and I'm. I'm glad that you have them down in that area of Southern California. You're not as glad as we are. <laughs> if we could be in Baca land. Anyway, hey, um, as we went off the last air uh, there, you were talking about Project Exile that happened in mm-hmm. Virginia. And basically what it is, is it's taking, if you want to alter violence in a specific manner, you need to make the penalty higher for that. And one of the things we've talked about on the show, uh, and what I would love to see, if you were in the state legislature and you wanted to do a bill that had to do with violence and you wanted to curtail it, you have to you have to focus it on the actions. So if somebody were to use a firearm, registered, unregistered, I don't care, if they used a firearm in the commission of a property crime, I would say you get 25 to 40 years in life or in jail. And no parole. Not like these uh, murderers that keep getting out here. And here's the deal. If you're 40 years old, you get 25 years. If you're 25 years, you get 40 years because this isn't an old, an old home. We're not going to put you up for life for that. But we're going to ruin your productive criminal years. You're out of the game. If you use a firearm in the commission of a property crime. Now, you use that firearm in the commission of a crime and somebody gets hurt, raped, shot, brutalized, whatever it happens to be, you get life, no parole. That's it. You used a firearm. You shot somebody. They got hurt. You have life. You used it to to rape somebody. You get life. Third one, you killed somebody. It's death penalty next Wednesday. Now, if those were put into play, 
firearm-related violence would drop off the map simply because those small subset of horrible felons that are continually released back into society to hurt more innocent victims would be locked away. And and when they're locked away, they're not creating more crime in their neighborhoods. They're not doing the things that these nasty, terrible, egg-sucking snake criminals do. They're locked away. And, And that's my solution. How about it? What do you think? You're you're correct. I mean, that's what we have. I hear that a lot, actually. That's what we have prisons for. But unfortunately, uh, our state legislators have gone the opposite direction, uh, part of it due to a Supreme Court decision to lower the prison population. And not build any more. To to let people out, let inmates out. And then as a result, they were pushed back to our counties and crime has gone up. All right. So let's talk about um, the Gavin Nuisance Initiative. Uh, all bad um, is how you can start it out with, uh, and I got some uh, notes here. And if I get right to those, has this made the ballot officially? No, um, no. He claims that he has gathered enough signatures, uh, but those have not yet been verified by the uh, various uh, elections clerks throughout the state. That ha- they have to get verified by each of the counties where he has collected the signatures. You know, we have we've done this before. We've been in petition drives and signature drives and we've got enough votes. And then these registrars who work for the county for conservative measures come back and say, "Oh, only 40% of what you gathered was true." That's why generally they have to collect um they have to collect about 365,000 or so valid signatures throughout the state of California. And in order to do that, you actually have to collect about 750,000 so that you can get to that mark of valid ones. So you have to collect about one and a half times more than you need. That's ridiculous. Uh, and so the, the Newsom initiative does a number of things if it's approved. Again, uh, as you've seen in state legislature, it would ban uh, magazines that have over 10 rounds. Uh, it would take away the grandfathering of those that are pre-banned magazines and um, make all magazines that have more than 10 rounds illegal. It would restrict the sales of ammunition, whereas dealers would have to become backgrounded and certified to sell ammunition. And then if you, as a um, um, sportsman that wants to purchase ammunition, you would have to get backgrounded and have a license to purchase the ammunition as well. So just think of the bureaucracy and costs that entails just to the state, to the taxpayer, to the businesses, and how to hamper you from purchasing ammunition. It would also make you a criminal if we went out shooting and I said, oh, I forgot my ammunition, or I ran out of some ammunition. You said, here, borrow mine. Here, I'll give you some. By that transfer, you are now a criminal because you transferred, loaned, gave someone some ammunition and did not go through a light. You're not a licensed vendor, dealer, and um, didn't purchase that way. And so that would make more law-abiding citizens criminals. Yeah. Um, You know, if you think about that, if you're going to loan somebody some ammunition, you better hurry up and shoot up the evidence. That's that's all I want to say. Well, on top of that... Uh, there's no exemptions for law enforcement. So these bans on 10-round magazines, 
There's no, no exemption for law enforcement within the initiative, initiative so that means uh, at myself on duty, uh, I could be restricted to a 10-round magazine only. And then uh, I own a number of guns personally that have uh, standard capacity magazines that have more than 10 rounds, and now I would have to destroy or turn in those magazines. Uh, there's literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of those magazines statewide. And then who's going to be policing that? The California State Sheriff's Association has come out uh, and opposed the Newsom Initiative. The Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorneys Association is opposed to it. There are a number of law enforcement organizations that are opposed to it. And the, the big part is that it would do little, if anything, to prevent the criminal element from acquiring guns and ammunition uh, through the black market or through theft. And instead, it just replaces unreasonable restrictions on law-abiding citizens who want to purchase ammunition for sporting or hunting or just to enjoy their their magazines or enjoy their guns. Australia Australia has um, banned personal possession of firearms, but they're seeing manufactured firearms show up on the street, manufactured machine guns show up on the street. So, you know, one thing you learn about in the jails, not that I've been there, but I know people who've worked them, is that criminals when they're sitting around with time on their hands, are imagine um, their creativity is off the charts. Yes, it, it, you're exactly right. You'll still have people who did not turn their guns in. There'll be a black market. There'll be organized crime for guns. Uh, you see it not only in Australia. You see it in Mexico. Mexico. You see it in the UK and England. Does that you, mean if does that mean if we ban this that we can no longer get assault weapons from Eric Holder? Yes, who uh, worked on the, the Fast and Furious of basically uh, allowing guns to go into Mexico and stuff. There was, a, but again, only, no, only no accountability at yeah. the federal level. It was only twenty three hundred high powered weapons. It was only twenty three hundred. It's not like it's a, bit, a lot in, into the cartel with, hands. It also came at the cost of a of a border border control agent and over three hundred Mexican uh, citizens verified uh, being killed. Yeah, uh, we see it in Canada. Canada also restricts handguns, but Canada still has deaths and homicide that occur to hand, uh, from handguns there, even though they're restricted. The criminal element is not impacted by these laws, but the law-abiding citizens are, and that's just not right. Now, a law-abiding citizen, that is by definition your choice, okay? I choose to obey the laws because I believe in the rule of law. It's where my, my focus is, my center. It's it's who I am, and, and a law-abiding citizen obeys the laws by their choice of actions and non-actions. You know, anybody can be an armed robber. You grab a gun, you go in a store, you put it in somebody's face, right? But you choose not to. That's So, so law-abiding citizens are the ones who are choosing to obey the laws already. They're the only people who can be trusted with firearms. We had a North Hollywood shootout with these maniacs with fully automatic weapons and 100-round magazines. And, you know, I guess if we had this law, that wouldn't have happened, right? Yeah, no, no that, I know you're being sarcastic, but no, it, it still happened. They were, they were also felons. Uh, that were restricted. Felons from, never get guns, Sheriff. You're just right. making this they, stuff up. They never do, but these people had fully automatic weapons. They had body armor when they did this. They had outgunned the Los Angeles Police Department. And in fact, uh, I think two officers in that shooting left the area and had to go to a gun, gun shop, yeah. commandeer semi-automatic rifles, load up magazines, and return to the fight in order to where they were at least on an equal level 
with these individuals. God bless their creativity. Yes. That's what they got to do, know. right? Hey, folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with Sheriff Basenko, Shasta County Sheriff. He's a great sheriff, one of one of several in the state that we are blessed with. We'll be coming right back for our last section talking about what you can do and, and what, what more we're facing with this nuisance initiative right after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, Philip Naiman. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or our I'll go online and get the podcasts for free. And when you sign up for the podcasts and share some of the stuff on our Facebook page, there's a good chance you could win some of the cutting edge PhD bullets. Uh, they're out there at Vince Torres' store in Bullseye Sports. I dropped some off there. I still have two boxes of 45 ACP to give away. This is awesome stuff. So go in there, share that video on your post, and you just might be a winner. So uh, we'll have more next month, but that's what we're working with right now. So I think I've given away eight or ten boxes as we speak, so half a case or so. Anyway, it's, a, it's great stuff. You want to see that. Sheriff Basenko, welcome back to the show. Sheriff Basenko, Shasta County Sheriff, one of the great sheriffs in the state of uh, the People's Republic of Occupied California. Uh, welcome back. He's tell- talking to us about the Nuisance Initiative from Gavin Newsom. And where do we go from here, boss? Well, thank you very much. You know, if the Newsom Initiative becomes law, um, you giving away ammunition on the show would make you a criminal. Awesome. Uh, Yes, I have arrived. uh, That's some of the problems with it. Also, if you you would no longer be able to get ammunition via mail order or over the Internet, or if you uh, had, say, a 1,000 rounds of ammunition, you were going to go to Nevada shooting, and you took your ammunition with you, you would not be able to bring it back into the state with you because then you would be importing ammunition back into the state, making you a criminal as well. And they, they said that the same thing would happen if you took your standard capacity magazines that hold more than 10 rounds out of state. You wouldn't be able to bring them back into state because you would be importing illegal magazines into the state as well, making you a criminal. So this is a bad, bad initiative. Uh, people need to vote against it. It doesn't have any exemptions for... Uh, law enforcement officers either would make criminals out of law enforcement officers and uh, he says he has enough signatures that is yet to uh, be verified but uh, it would not surprise me Um, it could end up to more um, uh, weapons and magazines being confiscated by by law enforcement and uh, restricting law-abiding citizens it could end up with more fines and, uh, and charges re- against law-abiding citizens. And reduce and, violent crime by 
Correct. It would also dedicate another $25 million to fund uh, uh, enforcement of this uh, restrictive uh, measure and to go out and enforce it. And right now, the uh, DOJ uh, armed prohibited persons teams are out and about. They're not being very effective, but that's costing over $25 million as Pretty well. Yeah. Right, and they rated um, the gross fees for the that. Com- the, the computers, uh, the computer databases aren't very accurate with it, so there's problems there, and they have to work on verifying a very laborious through court records and everything where they're going to go out to search. Uh, if you lost or had your gun stolen, if you don't report it within a, a period of time, you'd also become a criminal. So let's say you're out and about hunting and not in a cell phone area and you're out for a period of days and you lose your gun if you didn't report it within that period of time when you return you'd be a criminal right now that's 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 an extreme thing but let me talk about why that law is there okay folks these people think 10 moves in advance their ultimate goal is the disarmament of the California and the United States populace. That's their ultimate goal. This is one more step. So those of you who are sitting at home thinking that, well, my guns aren't registered. If they ever ask me about them, I'm going to say they got stolen. Guess what? Now they're going to arrest you for this because within a certain right. period of time, you, you know, you're saying, oh, uh, they got stolen. I don't know what happened to them. They got stolen. Uh, must have, they were here. Now they're not. Guess what? You got handcuffs on. You're doing a perp walk. Um, because that they've taken that defense away from you with this bill. And they also have a, have a bill on the California legislature as well. Uh, uh, Does the same thing. Assembly Bill 1695 by Bonta that would also make it a, a misdemeanor um, to make a false report of a lost or stolen firearm. In addition to, if you don't report it, it becomes a, uh, a um, Don't crime. Yeah. Now, there's someone, there's actually... Uh, uh, a common sense piece of legislation by Cooper out of Sacramento, Assembly Bill 1798, that would make it illegal to sell um, imitation firearms or phone cases that are in the shape of a firearm. You know, uh, you have a cell phone that you can unfold, a cell phone device that looks like a firearm. Uh, Some are real and some are fake. That would be very bad for someone having a fake one, but it ends up sometimes making an officer hesitate that could end up costing the officer or someone else their lives. Well, we just had a case here. I think it was was it Chicago or Baltimore. I don't know. But the, some kid was sitting at a picnic bench, pointed an airsoft gun that didn't have an orange tip on it at the officer. He was shot. And the officer was cleared of any wrongdoing, and the city still gave his, his parents $12 bucks. And on top of that, just think of the uh, psychological uh, damage to the damage officer. the officer has a result of that uh, because of that person's uh, negligence uh, the the person that pointed the gun at the officer uh, and that's why uh, they also made it uh, most of the shootings uh, mass shootings that have occurred throughout the United States uh, have occurred in quote gun free zones whether it be Columbine Sandy Hook Fort Hood, Fort Hood shootings etc the Navy Yard shootings but yet they just passed a, a piece of legislation that became law on January 1 that concealed weapons holders who are vetted and backgrounded could no longer carry concealed on school, college, or university grounds. And that's Again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yes. So if, you're, if your church meets at a, at a school and you're security there, guess what? That's right. You're illegal. 
And, but some, some school districts in California have started to go. It allows the superintendent of schools uh, for that district to make an exemption. And here in Shasta County, uh, one school district has done that. The Anderson Union High School District says, hey, if you have a CCW, you can come onto our campuses. There's others that are considering it. In California, uh, I think a Folsom school district is looking at it. And then there's some school districts are saying, hey, we're going to uh, allow our teachers to be armed and also uh, be there in the event of an active shooter or something happening on school grounds so that people can uh, protect themselves. Yeah. So, let me, you know, we're talking about Gavin Newsom. He's a terrible yeah. person. And I think that his name needs to be associated with his crimes and his deeds every time it is brought up. Well, you have to look at, um, you have the problems in San Francisco. Let's with, talk about uh, those. Sanctuary, sanctuary cities. Uh, and then, so as he was mayor, when he was mayor, they instituted the sanctuary cities, meaning they would not deport any illegal aliens who committed crimes, no matter what. And it was an illegal alien who, a year or two ago, killed uh, a tourist in San Francisco, and uh, that had a had a big pushback as well. Right on the Embarcadero, also, stabbed her to death under, just because she was there. Then District Attorney Kamala Harris, a number of deaths occurred. One of them was a peace officer that was shot. On the courthouse steps, I believe his last name was Espinoza, uh, she refused to prosecute that murderer for the death penalty who killed a, a peace officer on duty. out in public on duty there. And now she's wanting to be our state sen- or our, our federal state senator. Kamala Harris is horrible also. But, but the worst case that I can remember offhand, and think about this, folks, you think of the Gavin Newsom, you need to make this immediate connection to the Bologna family. This family was devastated. I believe three or four of them were killed in a firearm or, or by a, a felon with a firearm. He had, a, I think it was an AK. But anyway, they pull up to a stop sign. They're going to a Giants game or something like that. And and this guy just unloads them because they didn't show him respect. He just kills everybody in the car. I think maybe one kid survived, but he destroys this entire family. Now, this is a felon with a firearm, who's an illegal alien, who was released into this city under the sanctuary city uh, proposed and instituted by Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris, who was the city DA at the time. These people have blood on their hands. And every time somebody says Gavin Newsom, you need to say, how about that Bologna family, huh? Can you talk to me about that, Gavin? Uh, are, they, are those victims still dead? Are you still not deporting criminal, illegal aliens? Um, how do you stand on that? Has that? Have those deaths of all those innocent people in your city that you stood there and, and allowed to happen, has that affected your sleep at night? Why do you want to? On top of that, he wants to legalize marijuana. That has a whole bunch of other crimes that are associated with that. It's a gateway drug. There's other ones where you have uh, ripoffs, drug ripoffs, home invasions, other problems with uh, uh, marijuana. Uh, Colorado has seen a huge rise in uh, the traffic fatalities with people driving impaired on marijuana. And Colorado, many officials have said, "Please don't do what we do." but yet we see that out there. And that's, that's just because they want the idiots to come and vote for his initiative. Um, it is very important to for people. You have until May 22nd or 23rd to register to vote. So if you know somebody that's not a registered voter, they need to get registered. And then, more importantly, they need to be informed and then vote. And they can do that either by, by absentee mail-in ballots or they can do it at the polls. But they need to turn out and vote 
uh, against Gavin Newsom, and they need to vote against this Newsom initiative uh, called Safety for All Act. And it's not going to be safety for all. It's going to put people in danger. Absolutely. Uh, Sheriff Pasenko, I want to thank you. We're, we're sorry we're out of time. Folks, vote early, vote often. Uh, we need to defeat this. And thank you for your work, Sheriff. We'll have you on Thanks again. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Be sure to uh, check crpa.org to be informed on legislative matters. And, uh, and thanks to uh, Sheriff Sniff and McMahon for being uh, Second Amendment supporters as well. Thank you. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.